I'm Reverend Harry Bridge. And I'm Dr. Scott Mitchell, and this is the Dharma Realm Podcast. And we're coming to you from the Kodo of the Jodo Shinshu Center in Berkeley, California. This is the Dharma Realm Podcast for December 5th, 2009, and this is the final installment from our live podcast from October 2nd. In this episode, we talk about official stances on topics such as gay marriage, as well as what got us into Buddhism. You know, in the news you hear about the various churches speaking about same-sex marriage. Mm-hmm. Has the Buddhist, I've never seen anything about the Buddhist churches of America saying anything about it, mm-hmm. but have they issued a protocol to all ministers about that? Oh. Yes and no. Yes and no? <laughs> oh. um, I actually have seen a couple of uh, BCA ministers write things about same-sex marriage, um, and their perspective is that same-sex marriage is perfectly okay. Um, and I know that a couple of ministers have performed same-sex marriages. Um, Big shout-out to... Reverend um, Gibbs up in uh, Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, Reverend Bill Briones. Bill Briones, in LA. Yeah, in LA. George Takei, woo! Right, Bill Briones, uh, he, he, Bill Briones, uh, BCA minister, officiated the, uh, the marriage of George Takei. Yeah. So, you know, that's it, good for us, some publicity or something. If the, BC, <laughs> if the BCA has issued a protocol right. I don't for all think, the ministers to follow. No, no, no I don't think so. No. The, I think they haven't by, said anything. I think, well, no, they have printed articles by those ministers oh. um, in Wheel of Dharma, which is kind of the official um, publication arm. So I think in that sense, it has, they have made a statement by allowing that to be said, by that being kind of big, um, you know, that, that that is kind of, it's not a protocol and it's not an official stance. But and yet it, though, I think that speaks loudly when, when that kind of thing is printed. Following the compassion for all beings. Is that part of it? You know, you're saying you're having compassion for all beings. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it's heterosexual or homosexual. Mm -hmm. There's still, you treat them all the same. I think so. I mean, I think equality um, of people is is a really important part of Shinshu. So I would Mm -hmm. think that would be one way to approach it. I mean, who are we to say that these social standards, um, I mean, you know, that, that um, some social stance on a certain sexual orientation, again, it comes back to the thing we talked about, a certain reality. <laughs> Definitely um, those kind of social um, discrimination against certain people or whatever is a, only a certain version of reality, yeah. right? And so I would think that Buddhism would want to, I personally think that Buddhism would want to question that and question, um, you know, is there some, something ironclad about these rules that, that only certain people can, can get married? I mean, if, I think when it gets turns bad is if people are being hurt, uh, if people are being taken advantage of, um, then I think that Buddhism could take a, an anti-stance. So like if someone was forcing a, 13-year-old, forcing a 13-year-old to get married to them, I think we could kind of say, yeah, you know, in our society, you know, this person is not an adult and isn't able to make these decisions. And so um, I think that, you know, it's not saying that anything goes by any right. means. Um, but, but yeah. you know, same-sex marriage isn't hurting anybody. Yeah. You know, as, as long as it's consensual adults, I don't think that the, the Buddhist position should really... I don't think we should care, really, <laughs> what, what folks are doing. Um, and I think that it, uh, to go back to the original question about whether or not the BCA has an official stance, I think that 
most ministers, would you agree, probably have a positive view of same-sex marriage or relationships, maybe? I don't know. Um, but I, I think it's also very difficult to get all the ministers in the VCA to agree with each other. <laughs> no comment. No comment over here. <laughs> uh, I, I just mean on, on, on getting the, the large number of people to agree to write an official statement can be difficult, can be challenging, um, because VCA ministers are human beings. Um, it's I'm, not only ministers, though. There's a history here. Yeah, yeah. The pamphlets that were, I think, back in the 90s, there was like a pamphlet series of official BCA official stance on whatever. And, you know, they were putting out these pamphlets and I think they kind of realized that it's kind of problematic for BCA to put out an absolute black and white stance on this thing. Because some people disagreed. Yeah. Yeah. So if you say, um, and so abortion actually came up where um, someone uh, wrote to one of the um, affiliate websites and kind of asked, what's the Buddhist stance on abortion? Um, my, you know, um, my my father went to these um, some conference, and all these people were talking about abortion as if it was perfectly okay, and he didn't agree. He felt like abortion was not okay, mm-hmm. um, and so and and so I was wondering what is the stance, and so um, I kind of have to agree in a way that you know to just say abortion is okay to come out with a stance, um, or you know. Or abortion is not okay. Or abortion is not well. That's not the. I guess that's and the or that um, it's it's entirely up to the woman to make the choice, right? It becomes right. the pro-choice, anti-abortion right. uh, kind of uh, right argument. Yeah, yeah. Um, argument um, where the battle lines get drawn, right? And so, um, yeah, I think it's problematic for BCA to say yes, this side what? of the 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 um, issue is the one we stand on. Right. And I think it was. I think it was just problematic because there were some ministers who disagreed, and I think it's still true that not. Not everybody thinks that it's super cool that Bill Brown has married George Takei. Um, so I haven't heard anything myself. I think the BCA is reluctant to make a sort of sweeping statement about that. Um, I suspect that's not long. That that I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't want to spe- speculate on the, the yeah, motivations but, of other people, but um, it seems like there's much more diversity within the BCA than I think we give it we give it credit for. Um, and so, I'm I'm personally happy that the BCA that certain ministers in the BCA have come out in favor of same-sex marriage, but I recognize that not everybody agrees with that that perspective. Um, now that doesn't mean that some ministers think that gay folks shouldn't get married. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that some ministers think that we shouldn't be doing any marriages at all. That marriage is something which is completely foreign to Buddhism. Whoa. That that some people don't even want people to be. That's not even a question. Or that Buddhism shouldn't be making statements about social issues in general. Mm-hmm. That Buddhism should be concerned strictly with religious or spiritual things, and we shouldn't be dealing in politics. And they see these issues as political issues and they don't want to get involved. So all I'm saying is that there are different ministers that have different perspectives or different temple members, different individuals that have different opinions. You know, and, and those are just differences of opinions, and that's fine. <laughs> um, but it seems like the people who are most active are the ones that are uh, in favor, which I'm in agreement with. That was a long-winded, weird diatribe. <laughs> the only official stances I've seen recently was a condemnation of the military attack on the monks in Burma, mm. Myanmar, whichever one. Oh, um, there was one about Tibet, too. 
Right, and then the one again yeah, about yeah, yeah. the um, Chinese government attacks on um, Tibetan protesters. So those are actually um, that um, Socho Ogui and the president, um, I think it was Billy Saiki at the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's oppression of religion, um, oppression of um, that faith, and um, yeah, actually people are being killed and hurt, so, yeah. Interesting, those are great questions. Yeah. Thank you. Do you have any more? That's, those are awesome. <laughs> yeah, keep them coming, keep them coming. No, 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 because you realize, oh my gosh, these guys just won't shut up once I ask. <laughs> they just keep talking. <laughs> How did you guys get into Buddhism? Uh. And why? Um, I got interested in Buddhism when I was, uh, was about 17 years old, and I was taking a class at a local community college down in Los Angeles. Um, and the course was on uh, the history of the Vietnam War conflict, and I eventually dropped out of that class for other reasons. Um, but. Uh, the, in the first few weeks of that course, um, the teacher gave a sort of overview of Vietnam, uh, Vietnamese history and culture. Um, and so she talked about Buddhism. And she, all she said about Buddhism was that the, the Buddha was this guy in India, and he got enlightened, and he said that there are these four noble truths. And the first noble truth is that life is suffering. And I was a very confused, angry, young 17-year-old man, and I said, life is suffering? Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and so... Uh, the other side of that was that she also said there's an eightfold path to enlightenment. And I said, oh, here's this religion that says something that I empirically or existentially feel is true from my own experience. Um, and their response to that is these eight simple rules. And they're not like, you know, believe in God or you'll go to hell. They're just these very simple things that you can do. And so um, I just immediately got interested in Buddhism and started reading more and that sort of was my initial impulse into the Buddhist tradition. Um, and then... So general Buddhism is good. <laughs> so general Buddhism is good, despite my earlier rant against it, yes. <laughs> See? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> How did you get into Buddhism? <laughs> Smart guy. <laughs> it was the same thing. No, just kidding. Um, well, actually, I think it was similar, and that's... This is where, the, again, for me, the whole thing with General Buddhism, and I went to a memorial service and heard a talk, and I don't remember the contents, but it was General Buddhism, I'm pretty sure. And it was just fascinating. Um, it just made sense. It just seemed like, yeah, okay, what's, what's this guy talking about? This is really, really interesting. And so um, I just wanted to learn more. Um, and it was... It took a while to get started, but, you know, reading about it and learning about different kinds of Buddhism and different things that Buddhism teaches and trying to put it into practice, um, working at Starbucks and, you know, faced with angry um, morning, you know, people in the morning that need their coffee and don't need any hassle about it. They just want their coffee now, right? And having to deal with those people was like the great training ground to try and put some of these basic Buddhist um, ideas into practice. So that's really how I started. Um, and so maybe that's, and I have to remember that and keep going back to that um, experience to, to um, in this constant navigation for myself between general Buddhism and, and Jodo Shinshu, mm -hmm. right? That, um, uh, that like, kind of like I was teasing you about, but it's true. <laughs> the, the basic principles, basic principles of Buddhism, impermanence, non-attachment, the three poisons um, were 
They're a great hook. Four, four tr- noble truths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they're also. They're just the beginning. That's some of the best stuff to dig into. Yeah. And to, to see in your own life and to to um, try and grapple with. So. Right. And 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 uh, you know. Going back to that earlier conversation about the process, I became interested in Buddhism when I was 17, 18 years old, but I didn't settle down into Shin Buddhism for 10, 11, 12 years. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, there was a long process of a lot of questioning and struggle and back and forth and is, you know, this the right tradition or this tradition work for me or not work for me? You know, there was a long process and, you know, I don't think that's ended. I consider myself a Shin Buddhist, but, you know, I could change my mind. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> um, or that is to say that I still struggle with, with what Buddhism means and how it works in my life and how, what it means to be a Buddhist. And, and I think that's something that we need to continue to work on. So I, I don't dismiss basic Buddhism, um, but I see it as a beginning. It's just, you know, basic Buddhism is basic. It's the starting point. And then, as you said, you get deeper into it, and you can start peeling away layers. So you could spend your whole life talking about the Four Noble Truths. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of stuff in there. Um, you know, I went in some of the direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I explored all different kinds of Buddhism um, when I discovered used bookstores. It was like the key moment for me to um, realize, wow, look at all these really cheap books about <laughs> Buddhism. And, you know, I was lived near Harvard Square, so I could go to the Harvard bookstore. It has a used section down in the basement. And this is a good plug for used bookstores. Yeah, there's <laughs> too few of them now. Um, Braven Books and um, Northampton. I mean, they were just all over the place. And it was, you know, it was, like, exciting to go look for more these, like, treasures of, you know, information and um, just reading voraciously about it all and um, exploring different schools intellectually, right, in, in print, um, not so much practicing, exploring practice, but exploring, you know, reading about Nichiren and reading about Zen and reading about Chinese, different kinds of Chinese Buddhism. And I even remember at some point almost feeling disappointed that I'd been caught by Shinshu. <laughs> Should I really admit this on tape? Um, I remember feeling kind of like, oh, man, I wish I'd gotten hooked into, like, Tibetan Buddhism or something. It's just so much more exciting, you know, and there's, there's, there's more the paraphernalia of it all, you know, the, um, the, you know there's all this other um, stuff that Shinshu doesn't really seem to have. Um, and so I definitely remember feeling that way um, a little bit, um, but at the same time realizing that Shinshu was the one that, that I, for a variety of reasons, not even because I chose it, almost that I was chosen by it, you know, that the circumstances of my life had led to, um, to my going in that direction, so... Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a um, process for me too. You're not going to say anything else. Nope. Gonna, okay. <laughs> I've covered this topic. <laughs> I think we've talked about this before, but yeah. um, but it's still a good question. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Were you raised in another religious tradition? Uh, me personally, no. My family was a religious, I guess you could say. Um, my mother actually made it very clear that she wasn't going to decide for me any uh, religious perspectives. She said, you should feel free to explore on your own. Um, and she also said that at a very young age, which was a blessing and a curse. <laughs> How old were you? Um, I think seven. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was precipitated wow. by an event that uh, that that uh, 
there was a, 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 a negative experience with a Christian babysitter, which is the reason why we had this conversation about religion. That's another movie title. <laughs> yeah. Negative experience with a Christian babysitter. <laughs> the true story is... Of how Scott became a Buddhist. <laughs> Um, the, the, this individual convinced my, my older brother and I that we were going to go to hell um, oh, because we had never been baptized. It was, oh, it was a bad gosh. experience. Yeah. So my mother had the choice. She said, you know, we can, you know, she made that decision. I can either, you know, make my children feel better by getting them baptized, which I don't personally believe in, or I can tell them that this Christian babysitter is, um, Wrong. is, is has his opinion, and that's fine, but it's not the only opinion. Um, and then she fired him. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, so when I say it's a blessing and a curse, I feel like I grew up with this uh, awareness of sort of spiritual questions that um, when you're a very small child can be, um, you know, it can be a little frightening because you, then you suddenly don't have all the answers. I remember when I was in junior high school, we lived in a, a more conservative part of uh, the greater LA area and there were a lot of uh, Christians that went to my school who were, you know, some various variation of fundamentalist, and many of them really, you know, they really believe in what they believe in. And I often felt sort of jealous because they at least had an uh -huh. answer. Like they, they believed in something and they had an answer for everything. Um, whereas I was sort of grown up in this agnostic, who knows what's right, pluralistic <laughs> sort good. of realm where, you know, postmodernist kind of existential angst-filled milieu of not knowing anything, um, which can be a, a good thing because it allows you to explore, and, uh, you know, a variety of positions, but when you're nine, <laughs> it can be a little frightening. Um, but to, to end this, in case my mom is listening, um, I actually deeply appreciate the fact that she did this for me because I think it set me on a good path. Yay, mom. <laughs> she might be listening, I don't know. <laughs> She's not listening now because it's not live. Right, right, right. <laughs> wow. You? Same. <laughs> no, I was also a religious, but also kind of nominal Christian. So that there, there seemed to be some kind of Christianity about it all, but we never went to church. Um, I never, God was never mentioned in the home. Um, so, so to me, it was very a-religious, and yet, um, my mother was Seventh Day Adventist, and it just wasn't something that um, was obvious. Although I think she still had those um, that in her life, um, but it wasn't something that it was kind of obvious to me anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and my father was just total nominal Christian, where he would say when he was a really young kid, there was a church across the street that they went maybe a couple times, and then they moved, and that Christianity, that branch, wasn't near where they moved to, so they just never went to church again. So he just had an a-religious upbringing. Like it wasn't, it never became an issue in his life, so it wasn't really so much for me. But I grew up in the United States for the first 10 or 11 years, so I absorbed a lot of the kind of um, general Judeo-Christian kind of backdrop um, without maybe even realizing it. But And then so that's like something like um, Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. <laughs> Which, you know, because I lived in Japan from 11 to 17, so I never saw it in those ages. You know, it was on reruns um, when I was up until I was 10 or 11, and I watched it and enjoyed it. But then I didn't see it for 10, for six, seven, eight years. And then when I saw it again as an adult, as a young adult, and realized, man, this is a totally Christian cartoon. 
right, with Linus, and he goes into this whole thing of the shepherd, and, and it's a very Christian message, and it's, a, it's an interesting Christian message because it's anti-consumerism, mm-hmm. um, and it's not a bad story it, at all. It's downright socialist, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew there was something. No, um, <laughs> I had to swing that in there somewhere. <laughs> So that was interesting for me, though, to, to see that and to realize, wow, something that I just took as normal and um, the way things are as a young child, um, I was given the opportunity to live in Japan for six years and get a total, live in a totally different society and then come back to this one and be able to think, aha, uh-huh, I didn't realize that. Like, what's going on here? These messages are, you know, um, you know, that I was able to realize maybe this isn't the norm. Maybe this, there is other... other um, ways to look at this so and then Buddhism happened <laughs> and they got us yeah. 